It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. There is an acquaintance of mine. She absolutely despises it when people say, Happy New Year's instead of Happy New Year. She knows it's not plural, and she doesn't know why they can't grasp the concept. She shared this once in confidence to me, trying to release some of her frustration, not knowing that I do have a naughty streak. So, that year from... December 28th through January 3rd, every time I saw her, I said, Happy New Year's. Oh, I'm sorry. Year. The first five times, <laughs> she laughed, gradually deteriorating down to a smirk which eventually turned into rage. That's why I tell you she's my acquaintance instead of my friend. So, Happy New Year. And let us begin it in a smart way. What do you think? Because if you spend all of your time trying to find nicer ways to say bad things, you will end up with bad things Still in play because you wasted all your time trying to be so proper and nice. See, when I look in the mirror, what, what, what do I see? What is there before my eyeballs? Factually, I see a bald, aging, fat man. Now, here's the thing. If I say that out loud in front of my friends or family or even those who have this sensitive bend... They will frown and insist and say, listen, you're promoting a poor self-image. They immediately demand that I change these words, bald, aging, fat man, to phrases that embrace my uniqueness instead of critiquing it. So bald in their world must somehow ease into distinguished. Aging might be better phrased as well-experienced. And fat settles in on a word that is still less than appealing, plump. So I am told by these people that I'm not a bald, aging, fat man, but instead a distinguished, well-experienced, plump fellow. Does that sound better to anybody else? Because you got to realize, of course, as soon as I offer these different terminologies, people hear them in their ears, but they translate them in their own minds by saying, I guess what he means is he's a bald, aging, fat man. Ha <laughs> ha, 
Here's what I found. Being frightened of the truth forbids the truth from making you free. I'm afraid of the truth. Great, you're afraid of being free then, which makes sense. Why aren't people free? They're afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they don't want to allow the truth to come and clean them. It's, It's like the word stupid. There are people who just find it so distasteful. They, they, you can't say stupid. You can't connote that someone or some group of people is stupid. So they opt for the word ignorant. But there's a large portion of our population which will shudder upon hearing the word ignorant. So in our clumsy need to constantly be affirmed, we have come up with the phrase uninformed. Once again, what does that mean? You're uninformed. You mean I'm ignorant? No, you're stupid. Oh, shoot, that slipped out. Because here's what we think. Saying someone is dumb is debilitating. Retarded is politically incorrect. Forgive me for even passing it along as an example. So we pridefully cling to the term uninformed. I find my opponent to be uninformed. And we think, wow, that's that's better. That sounds better. There are the words that are spoken and there are the words that are heard. Problem is, if we're informed or if we're being informed and yet our intelligence has not improved, then we may publicly be considered uninformed while privately deemed stupid. When does truth get the chance to produce its sting? Because sometimes the truth does sting. The truth, what what does the phrase say? The truth hurts. Yeah, it does. It stings. But it does, in that sting, allow us to recoil and alarm us to the point that we have a chance to repent before we perish. And while we're at it, how can we determine what is stupid and what is not? A very wise man once said, there's nothing new under the sun. Although it's a bit cynical, there is some validity to the thought. In other words, the turmoil, lying, cheating, insolence, and partisanship in Washington, D.C., was not introduced in 2016. Our history in America is littered with scandals, false campaigns, innuendos, sexual misconduct, dirty deals, and pernicious presidents who thought they should be kings. The first question you must ask yourself in determining what is stupid is, number one, are you ready? What's the history on the issue? Has this thing happened before? What was the conclusion? If the actions continue, why would the conclusions be different just because we changed names and centuries? What is the history of the ideas that we're promoting and the notions that are being advertised as Fresh concepts. 
Are they really just broken down cupboards with a new coat of paint? In other words, let's think of it this way, calling it culture. That's their culture. That's the culture of those people. That does not prevent it from being a form of racism. Presenting the platform of an ancestral lineage. This is what my ancestors did. I'm I'm 0.14% Cherokee. Presenting that platform in the ancestral lineage does not stop it from being prejudiced. And and for that matter, make, make it ridiculous that we think DNA can carry character over into us. What is the history of what I'm pursuing? Is history kind to overly zealous politics? Hmm. Has history proven that staunch religion actually initiates goodwill? Has the battle of the sexes promoted equality or any unity between men and women? If not, and I say if not, if the history lesson we've taken tells us no, and we continue to insist on chasing the latest rendition, I think we can officially call ourselves stupid. I'm not uninformed because history is available to me. I'm not absent understanding because those who preceded me have thoroughly immortalized their folly in books. I don't have to be as stupid as I appear. I don't have to be as stupid as I appear if I will just study the history of really, really bad ideas. Can I give you a second one? What is the available information to us? We don't want to, we don't want to be misinformed or uninformed. Good. But so what is the available information? I'm not talking about the tainted versions promoted on cable television. For in other words, if we use the term socialism, what is the information we have universally on socialism? Is it successful? Has it proven over the years to build up the character, the mindset, and the integrity of the human race? If we're going to toss around the phrase like border wall, what do we actually know about the effectiveness of such structures? Have other countries used them? And how have they worked in the past? Were they worth their gold in weight? Since we do have an information superhighway with the Internet, it might be a good idea to, dear, to pull our train of thought out of the ditch and get on the right track heading toward the depot of deeper understanding of the issues that we're beginning to proclaim and act like we have new ideas. You can't learn without information, I don't think. My brain doesn't teach me. My brain learns. Hmm. Let me chew that one again. My brain does not teach me. It merely pumps out. 
what I've already learned. So I need to learn with more information. You can't get information by hanging around people who agree with you. It, it is possible for us to not be st- as stupid as we appear if we sort through the opinions, push them aside, and find actual info, data. Number three, we don't have to be as stupid as we appear if we pulse our passion. To a certain degree, you've got to learn to trust your own heart. If your heart's not in it, you're not going to be able to pump enough blood through it to make you excited. And if we're not excited, we're not excited. If it doesn't ring your bell, it'll be difficult for you to chime in. We can't give in to the pressures of society, trying to get along with everybody, compromising this when our passion for the ideas, when the passion is vacant. I need to do something more than believe in God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Go to church, worship God, talk to me from the Bible. Have you done your daily devotion? I need something more than the statement, I believe in God. I need to get a pure heart so I can see God in my life. I need evidence that God is real in his workings on earth right now or I will cease to be passionate and drone along dragging my feet as just a follower. Are you are you a Christian? Oh, yeah, of course I'm Who wouldn't be a Christian? I'm a Christian. It doesn't do much for me. I can't even get my voice to speak up, but I'm a, I'm a Christian. Is there any power in being a Republican? How about a Democrat? See, I need an answer that ignites my passions instead of merely proclaiming myself, I'm red, you're blue, and then ending up with a black heart. What's the power of being red or blue if you end up with a black heart? If something is good, if something is real, if something has a sense of practicality, it should churn an energy in our beings that produces the faith that will endure our belief while we set in motion our own works. If you're not passionate, don't slap yourself in the face. Realize that you're probably pursuing things you know are stupid, which makes you appear to fall in that category as being stupid. I don't want to be stupid anymore. Are you with me? I don't want to be stupid anymore. I don't want you to relieve my responsibility of being stupid by patting me on the head and telling me, you're just uninformed. I feel stupid because I am stupid because I live in a stupid world that accepts stupid because we don't want to change stupid. Check out the history. Get the information. Check your passion. Because when I check out the history of what I'm being told is current, I'm going to find information that doesn't come out of headquarters, 
And I'm going to check my own heart to see if it stirs anything. So I can meet her my passion. So I won't end up being left cold because I find myself listening patiently to bullshit. The good news is... The good news is you don't have to be stupid. The better news is history is available to inform us where we should place a passion. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.